0: All right, action. My style is impetuous.
1: My defense is And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Punch Drunk. You're back with Mason and the Mule. This week, we're going to be looking at all the big events in boxing. So we've got Rola Romero versus Yigit, the Swede. We've got the uh, Charlo fight, very controversial, versus Castano. Uh, we're also going to be looking at the upcoming fights. So we've got Joyce yeah. fighting fight Tackham next week. We've got Gassiv versus Wallace. Uh, David Adelai versus Manev. Um, we've also got a couple of new segments that we're really excited to uh, to start, guys. So we've got Cream of the Crap, and that's where we're going to be pairing and debating uh, the worst of the worst versus the best of the best. Uh, we've then got Daily Dosser, uh, which is going to be um, given by Sam, and he's going to be going through all the news and he's going to declare who is this week's Daily Dosser. And then, finally, I'm going to go through to me, Mystic Mac, for all the betting odds for the next week's fights.
0: So, Roly Romero. For anyone who, who doesn't know, his kind of, not claim to fame, because obviously he's a professional undefeated boxer, but he kind of came into the public eye after a, a sparring session with a young Ryan Garcia, uh, where he manhandled him basically wobbled him was pushing him around hitting him heavy he's got a bit of a weird voice but he talks the right amount of smack he's one of those fighters that tells people exactly what he wants and obviously he came in versus uh, uh Egypt. i don't know, I actually know how you say his name i didn't know too much about him coming in if if i'm honest i do know that he's a, a former olympian Truth be told, that's because Rowley told me so after he knocked him out.
1: What do you think? Well, I think first and foremost, obviously uh, you and Roly have got a lot in common, haven't you? Uh, both undefeated in the ring. Both
0: undefeated. Both huge punches. Yeah,
1: massive, massive punches. Um, so, first of all, really exciting fight. Very unorthodox fire. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because you know we watched the uh, the post fight, and he you know he mentioned. Um, the Nazim Hamed inspiration which a lot of um you know Americans are influenced by and you can see it in the way that he fights yeah. with how orthodox is the type of throws and the the jumps uh, that he lands so makes for a really entertaining fight um in terms of obviously uh, Yidget, you know uh, the Swede had a, a decent record you know fairly yeah. respectable yeah. Um, and actually in the, in the early rounds rounds really did hold his own and was was banging back yeah. um I just think that uh, Romero became too unpredictable, and he started landing those heavy blows.
0: Yeah, he's he's a big puncher, like you say. You know, he did twenty four and and one. He's got a draw there as well, or had a draw there as well. So he, he definitely wasn't a losing record. He he came in to win. really undefeated. Yeah, you know, he, he's from that Mayweather camp. Believes in his own hype. He's entertaining to watch. And you know what? There's nothing nothing worse than you get a fighter who comes out smashes it and then they go you know what do you want next oh i don't know i'm gonna to speak to my manager and i'm gonna see what they think and we'll sit down and we'll cut our bore off when he comes out and he's like give me tank and then like well, what if you can't have tank give me devon Daney. you know it's two big names in the division and um, we talked a few a few podcasts ago how mayweather shat all over all of our dreams and said that Tank wasn't going y- to fight versus your Garcias, uh, wasn't going to fight versus your Tiffimo Lopez's, and you know all these other people, and said oh, we're only only going to fight other PBC fighters because I'm a Robin bastard and I want all the money. Yeah. Well, um, Roly is a PBC fighter. Yeah. You know it, it's it's not it's not the fight we asked for, but I'd take it.
1: Yeah, I've already texted Floyd, um, yeah. I've told him, you know, if, if we don't see that fight, we don't see those fights, I will slap his bald head yeah, um, and then run away.
0: Yeah, I would um, run.
1: Yeah, but, but you know, <laughs> being serious, I think that what's exciting about him is, um, I mean, we are massive, massive fans of the Prince over here, um, Prince Azim Hamed, I think he was arguably the most electrifying fighter we've ever had fight out of Britain yeah now um, I know Roley's uh, not British but it's 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 great to see that fighters are still trying to emulate that kind of style and you can definitely see it so is he the most polished fighter in the world definitely not he's still very very raw yeah I think you know people uh, and other pundits have said it's almost like he's in a street fight and, and <laughs> yeah He's a, he's a scrapper I think he was he was from what I can deduct to the point point, um, because what he was doing is we essentially getting him in headlocks pushing him to the ground uh, he is a real real scrapper but I'm all up for that and I think <laughs> yeah. when you're in with a fighter who pressures you that much who you know is is throwing is those lunging straights and putting you in headlocks it's hard to train against that it's it's, it's hard to try and predict what you know, uh, what Ramiro's going to do. So I would be all up for seeing him fight your Yeah. Um
0: You know what? He's one of them where I think he's going to knock everyone out until he gets knocked out, just because of he has heavy hands. He's almost a bit Wilder-like in the way that he loops the big shots in. Uh, a sentence I never thought I was I would ever say, but probably slightly worse of a boxer than Wilder with the fundamentals, but the way that he loops in. He has got heavy hands. He was taking them on the chin. I'd like to see Tank because I think they trade. I think Devin Haney's got it in him to outbox him.
1: But imagine he knocked out Haney. Imagine he knocked out Tank. You'll don't be surprised if he does. Um, first, I, I think I disagree with the Wilder statement. I think that Wilder's a lot further on in his his career, a lot further on his his boxing journey. He's probably got. 3 4 big fights left if that if he loses against fiori mm-hmm. who knows whereas i think you know romero could have a really really bright future i think romero at the moment is very unpolished like i said a little bit raw however i do see potential in there to to, to fix up fix up that um fix up his, his his defense i think one thing that he doesn't do half as well as hamed is uh, those slips
0: no one did it as yeah. well as I did. No
1: one did, and he. But, the, what, but, but I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. You can see he tries it, and yeah. it works somewhat because even though the the other fighter is landing punches, they're not clean. They're no. not always clean. However, I think when he does step up and he and, and he fights someone like Haney, um, you know, fighters were a lot more accurate. He, you know, yeah. he's he's going to have to up his game in terms of his defense. I think otherwise he's going to get caught.
0: I, you know, I like to see Haney because Haney needs a, a big name. He's one of the only ones in that in that group now. Yeah. who doesn't have that standout name. And, you know, Rowley isn't uh, a Luke Campbell. He certainly isn't uh Limachenko or, you know, one of the names that one of the others have got. But I'd, I'd take that. I'd, it'd be a good fight. Yeah. I, you know what? Interesting stuff. Regardless of how well-polished or how, you know, unpolished he, he was, great to watch, entertain, exactly what you want, entertaining in and out of the ring. So... Yeah. Whilst, whilst he's going I'll watch I'll yeah, watch 100% should we get to the, uh, the 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 next one the the main the main event as far as uh, the fights last last weekend um Charlie yep
1: yeah, so uh, this one was extremely controversial um I am not sure why it's as controversial as people have made out to be or the boxers and mm-hmm. and even even other <clears throat> fight fans um so essentially, you know, we had two fighters with, um, you know, great record, record, records. Yep. and um, Charlo, I believe one loss so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. did, he did, yeah. Uh, Castano was coming into this undefeated. I think he had uh, a draw. He so did, he yeah. Match yeah. on his record. Yes. Yeah, so so you know, him, yeah. we knew it was going to be a really close fight. Mm-hmm. Um. Now, Charlo defrosted himself in this fight, and he started off quite slow. We weren't sure with the game plan. Um, very inactive for the first few rounds and essentially what it meant was Castano was unable to kind of dictate the flow of the fight mm-hmm. um, and he was backing him up and he was, you know, as soon as he was getting him in tight angles, getting him on the corners, just unloading. Yeah. Um and, you know, we've said it a few times. Judges want to see the more active fighters. I think Charlo was landing the cleaner punches, especially on, on, on the counter. But in terms of who looked more active, who was the aggressor? Definitely Castano in the in, in the probably say the first half of the fight.
0: Yeah. Uh, the thing is, Charlo his his previous loss was a similar thing where he just wasn't active enough and he let someone else dictate the pace. And we knew coming in, I mean obviously Charlo was the favourite. He's got the three belts where Castano had the had the one had the WBO. But his whole fight style is that kinda Mexican pressure. I'm gonna come forward, I'm gonna throw you know, I'm gonna back you into a corner and I'm gonna unload. And Charlo is a counter puncher so we knew going in that Charlo was going to have to be a bit smart about it and I would have liked to have seen him throw more jabs in fact the rounds that he did well he was throwing more jabs but it was almost as if the first few rounds he was just trying to use the threat of his power to dictate the pace and slow down Costano. but I actually had him down 2-1 in those first two rounds first three rounds So it wasn't really working and then there's the first kind of key exchange that they have and Charlo being the counter puncher is actually beat to the punch and and takes a big hook and it almost kind of made Charlo go oh I gotta be careful here and we've not seen that out of him before where he's a big puncher that he almost seems scared to punch because he knows that he's going to be beaten to, to the hook. But it, it definitely was back and forth. I mean, yeah. th- to go back to, to what you said, I 100% agree. It's not as controversial as people are making out because I could see it going draw. I could see an argument for Charlo. I personally had Costano just up. The, the only controversy for me is the 117 card to Charlo. Yeah. I don't know how you can see him being... I think it was five six rounds 117,
1: 113, on one seventeen one thirteen or something ridiculous like that yeah. around that kind of mark. Um yeah me and, uh, me and Mule, we we ranked the uh, we, we basically scored each round. I think there was a small discrepancy. I think I think I finished on Castano with two rounds up on Charlo. I think you had Castano again up by a round or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So it, it was a close fight. It was, it was really close but yeah one of the cards had Charlo up by about Five or six rounds, which is absolutely insane. And there's just no way. There's no way that you can have Charlo five or six rounds up. He was probably, arguably, the first three rounds down anyway. Yeah.
0: Um.
1: There was big patches of it. He he was down,
0: and and that's the thing for me. Like the result, a draw. It's not the end of the world. I'd absolutely love him to run it back again. We would really, very, very rarely get the opportunity because of how money-hungry all the governing bodies are to get these yeah. unification fights, especially four-belt ones. But it comes back to, and I don't just want to drear on and say the same thing over and over and over again, people aren't held accountable. You get a judge watching a fight and giving a, a 117 card, and what happens of it? I can guarantee next weekend he'll be outscoring another card, yeah. getting some more money. Nothing happens. Throw me in front of a camera?
1: Yeah, I would. Oh, yeah, I would love them to uh, to try and worm the way out of that one because it's that sort of thing. It's those sorts of decisions where people look at boxing and think that's just corrupt. Yeah, and it does. It stinks of corruption. <laughs> um, the part of me, be- I am not naive enough to believe that money isn't thrown around, especially on more of the lower, um, kind of lower scale fights. Um. However, it's, it's these bigger fights where I think, how can you, as a judge, be so far off the other two judges? No. You should all be at a similar standard. Now, me and Muir, when we when we um, scored the card, we were one or two rounds out of each other. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I haven't got any money on either of these guys. I don't really have any preference on them, to be honest with you, before the fight. Um, so we were as neutral as possible. We we even muted it. You know, we muted the actual whole fight. We didn't want any, um, any any kind of counter to sway us. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, it absolutely crazy. I think moving on to the rematch because I think yeah. we have to have to have a rematch. Yeah. I think just have a looking at what both fighters need to do going forward. I think if I was Charlo, the one thing that I would say is. You can be confident going into that next fight because I believe the one thing Charlo or the couple two things Charlo will take out of that fight is he it felt like at times Castano was banging him at his best. Mm-hmm. And actually Charlo was taking it fairly well and he did take some really, really big digs. Yeah. Um as well as as well for Charlo, you could see in the later rounds, um, and you'll see that and the rounds I'm talking about, you'll see where I think Charlo, we had him three rounds, three rounds on the bounce. Castano started to gas a little bit, he started to tire, and it was yeah. because he was pressuring, he was on the front foot, he was throwing power punches nearly the whole fight. So Ili charlo actually, I think you can take you can take, um, bit of confidence. a bit of confidence yeah. from that.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. There was clear swing moments, there was moments where they both hurt each other and there was dramatic changes from it. And Castano had a really, really good round And then Charlo comes back and has a fantastic round. And we both had him winning the last three. And I do think it is that uh, Castano faded. So you've got to think, Castano's only going to build confidence from this. Mm -hmm. And he's going to think, I can hurt him if I push him to the ropes. Charlo's going to look back and he's going to see his success and that it was built from fundamentals and that his lack of success was built against just trying to throw counter punches, sat on the ropes and inviting a pressure fighter onto him to throw against him. And it was a a silly thing to do. I really hope there was a rematch because it was a fantastic fight. I, I was amazed. I thought it was going to be a good fight going in, but I thought it was great. I'm just worried that the governing bodies are going to be greedy and start threatening to strip people so then they can... Fragment the the belts again, and
1: there's too many question marks over the result for the not to be a rematch. Here, we saw other boxes um, as well commentating on this. Fight fans as well were questioning Charlo as a as obviously his championship credentials. And mm-hmm. um, you have to you have to you have to answer that. You have to answer that. You have to give Castano the rematch there because you know I know we're being quite kind to Charlo and saying it wasn't a robbery. Castano won the fight we both had him up winning that fight ultimately next on the line here Castano Mm -hmm. won the fight so Castano definitely deserves um, the second fight does he win? I'm not so sure I think that Charlo was way too respectable in in the first few rounds I think he was trying to feel him out and obviously that game plan didn't work and I think that wobbled him for the fight I think if Charlo comes in again, we're going to see a different. I think we're going to see a Charlo from from the later rounds there, yeah. being more aggressive, you know, um, throwing more jabs, trying to control. But again, you, start, we do, you know, we don't know. What I mean? What do you think for the second fight?
0: I'd I'd love to see around thirteen, and you you've got to think Charlo's going to adjust. The thing is, and we we didn't see it. I was going to say we didn't see it a lot. We did see it in the fight. We saw it in the later rounds. We saw it in a few of the middle rounds. But Charlo's a fantastic counter puncher. And more to the point, he's a big puncher. And I think if he can pump that jab to hold the distance off so he can land those shots, he's got everything in his skill set that he can he can win the fight. And I hope it happens. I'm just, I don't know. I'm not i am not sold that it will. I, I, boxing's beat it out of me sometimes. We, we've seen it recently with... Uh, Fury AJ, I want it
1: to happen. Don't remind me. I still <laughs> not recovered from that. I don't think anyone has. No, it is actually fight week, guys. It's fight week. We're covering Fury. Uh, Fury. Wa- no, we're not. No, we're, we're not. not covering Fury Wilder because he, the big Dosser got COVID.
0: COVID. Yeah, he got COVID <laughs> and then went shopping out in LA. Yeah. Um, but you know, it is what it is. I I hope it happens. Like you said, big fighters. You know, Terence Crawford. Yeah. Arguably one of okay. the best in the world, technical boxers, said he lost. There's been plenty of other fighters. He is a proud man. Mm. I'm kind of hoping that gets to him and that gives him well, the fire to go back in the ring. With him.
1: Crawford was really uh, kind of passive aggressive with it. It wasn't. It mm. wasn't. It wasn't completely venomous. But and I think he mentioned that this is why you're not yeah. considered a, a top champ. This is why you're not rolling with the with the big dogs because you know um, when you are, I suppose, stepping up mm. and fighting the you know difficult fighters on paper it's not convincing um, I do think he was lucky but yeah I'm, I'm, I'm excited we want to see the rematch do you want to see the rematch guys I'm assuming you, 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 you do um, obviously we've gone through the uh, card but we thought what do you guys think uh, love to see your reaction maybe you thought Chilo battered him or maybe you thought Castano should have won we, we'd love to hear your, your thoughts as well guys
0: absolutely now we're going to move into the next section of the show I'm Hurricane Peter McNeely from Medfield,
1: Mass. On Saturday night, watch me kick Tyson's ass. But if you haven't made your pay-per-view arrangements yet, make them soon. Because remember what happens when I wrap you in my
0: cocoon. You'd have a big dump in your pants.
1: So, guys, we have got some... Um, we've been thinking. We've been on our toes for the last few days. We thought, how can we, how can we spice this up? Uh, and I'm not talking about the kind of spice that you find in the town peculiarly centre. Um, <laughs> Sam's hoarding all of that. Um, and <laughs> and I'm, we're looking at, obviously, making it a little bit more interactive for you guys, trying to bridge the gap between some of the legacy fights. So we will come up with a new segment. It's called Cream of the Crap. Uh, and basically, the, the concept is we have listed, I think... Around 14, 16, 16 si- big boy we numbers, maybe yeah, even 18 massive, <laughs> uh, 16 heavyweight fighters, um, and we put them in two categories the absolute worst of the worst, and a few fan favourites, mm-hmm. um, and the best of the best, absolutely. So, what we're going to do is each week we are going to um, pull, the, pull the names out of a hat. The week after, we will, um, well, myself and Mule. Uh, if Mule pulls out let's say Aldi Harrison Mm -hmm. and I pull out Tyson Fury Mm -hmm. um, we will have to debate on air about why we think our chosen fighter would win the fight
0: (laughs) yes we do yes we do
1: so should we get to it should we uh, should we pull them out get the hat we'll get the old shuffle
0: you're going to hear the magic happen guys give it a shake
1: ready Okay, so do you want to go first? Take the first official pick.
0: Go on, ladies first. Uh. Drum
1: roll. Let's have a look. Build suspense here. (laughs) And I have oh, the big man himself, the the um the bronze bomber
0: wilder oh big deontay
1: okay so uh, this is gonna be interesting guys great you want to give it a shake
0: come on come on give me someone big give me someone big the biggest puncher in heavyweight boxing prince charles martin (laughs) easy right itself the, the self
1: proclaimed god <laughs>
0: yeah god amongst he, men he does walk the earth like a god so obviously i'm going to win that one next week guys it's not even close you know you got the the fake boxer i got the the demigod
1: yeah, um, I think I'm gonna like the fight would go absolutely wipe the floor with you. To be completely <laughs> honest with you, um, so what we would, what we'll do, guys, is next week we will have that debate. Um, we want you guys to get involved. We want to know who won. Um, if we, you know, um, does Deontay Wilder smash apart um, Prince Charles Martin. Charles Martin, God Charles Martin, or does Charles Martin take his throne as um, Christ redeemed? <laughs>
0: Looking forward to that one.
1: So, uh, moving on, I suppose we should focus on the next week's fights, guys.
0: Yeah. So, looking at the... There's two cards, really, to look at next week. And, you know, we, we mentioned AJ earlier. Let's look at a former Usyk opponent. Gassiev... He obviously, for people who aren't maybe too sure about who who Gassiev is, he came through the World Boxing Super Series and decimated everyone. And then in the final, had a really close fight with Usyk. And since then, he's now stepped up to heavyweight and is chasing Usyk. Now, he's fighting versus uh, a guy called uh, uh, Wallish, 20 and 4, which... If you can't remember him, guys, uh, he had, I don't really want to say a close fight, but a fairly entertaining fight with uh, Joe Joyce, uh, not too long ago.
1: Yeah? Wasn't what close. <laughs> well, about the Joyce fight, I got absolutely um, bamboozled. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do I think about the fight, being completely honest, I think Gassive, um Probably, I think he, I think he I think he takes him in four rounds. I think he was I think he TKO inside four rounds. That's what I'm going for. I think he's got way too much. I think um, Joyce very technical fighter. We know that. Um, we saw her against the you know the, the win against uh, Dubois, um, and he was having uh, Joyce was having a field day in there. You know, fighting in a way that we don't usually see. But he was unloading on him, great combos, hitting the body, but. Guys, if you if you've not followed Kasiv, you know he's he. I think he finished uh, second in the, um, World Boxing super the World Boxing series. and super yeah. and super series. That's the one, yeah, against Usyk, and obviously Usyk is no joke. No. Uh, very very close fight as well. I believe it went to decision. Yeah, um, and he's been he's been essentially following Usyk uh, yeah. a little bit like a spectre um, since then. I think he wants, uh, he, he, wants he wants to bounce that loss. Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. It's extra level because Usyk Ukraine. Yeah. Uh Murat Gassiev Russian so there's that he- extra level in there
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: He, I think you're right it it almost reminds me and I know we spoke about this off air but in the same way in uh, Usyk's first fight he fought a heavyweight he fought versus Chisora now don't get me wrong I think Chizora would make mincemeat out of uh, uh, Wallish, but just a big bulky heavyweight with a decent record just to make sure you can take, you know, a big six foot five guy landing shots on you, and you know that you're not just going to get shocked by the power differential. Kind of like bridging the gap.
1: Yeah, I think I don't think that's going to be the case. I think you know, if you've not watched the uh, Kasiv and, and Yusik fight, they both take some really big digs, uh, yeah. com- you know, straight throughout the fight. I know they're both. Not heavyweights. They're still both big hitters, though. Um, you know, all you need to do is watch Cassius' uh, real the amount of um, you know body blows and and uppercuts that he's landing and, and hooks and, and, and just sparking guys clean out. I think he's got the power. I think I think I think the power's there, but not just that. I think the um, the amount that he lands as well. I just think he's he's um, a bit of a juggernaut. Wallish is a heavyweight. You know, as, as Tyson said, and and, and John Fury. Famously says, you know, heavyweights, they've got a punch's chance. You know, one punch. You know, sp- speaking of a farce, the housing known for the big left. That's all <laughs> he had. Um, but it worked sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, some, very sometimes. rarely. Very rarely. Um, however, I think I would probably go with Gassiv here. We'll watch it, 100%. But we'll cover the fight as well. Um, because we're really interested to see, what you know, what, what where where does Gassiv go, you know, from here. Moving up to, to heavyweight first, you know, say... Proper test since since Usyk, probably. Yeah. Um, gets past this, and we'll, we'll see him on to um, bigger and better things. I think the fight writes itself as well. Yeah, if Usyk beats Joshua, uh, I guess he manages to, to get through a few bodies. Who knows? We could see a, a big fight for the title between um, Ukraine and, and Russia, which will be spicy.
0: We could. that yeah. o- Over in the uh, that kind of former USSR... Crimea. Um, that would be... <laughs> Crimea, rather. That would be... <laughs> massive he's a big JT fan uh, <laughs> I guess there wasn't really many other on, on that card for me you got to jump across back to the UK onto the BT Sports card does it you know what there's quite a few close fights on there mm. and quite a few up-and-comers with similar records that you could flip a coin to but to stick with heavyweights the, the first one that I really want to talk about uh, David Adelaide now when you watched him early on for any you know huge athletic boxer that clearly has got power in hurting people you thought alright interesting let's let's see where he goes but for me it hasn't really improved Uh, in his last fight you know let's be honest he was fighting versus a journeyman I forget the chap's name. He was about ten and twenty on his record.
1: Cover something similar like that, yeah. Yeah, something yeah. like
0: that. And, and, you know, it was someone who had been knocked out three, four times, nothing dramatic. So he was there to decent record. Yeah, to, yeah. to give work. What he wasn't there to do was to bully and, and out outpunch. And I felt like adelaide had fallen in love with his power and I was literally shouting at the screen, "Stop throwing your pull right, because you're doing nothing but wasting energy and punching smoke, jabbing, yeah, double jabbing, throw a jab, and he just wasn't doing it." And I'll be honest, we talked about a possible robbery earlier. You know, it was close because he did start to come back as as the as the chap drained a little bit, but. He, he lost it for me. He lost it, and I would have liked to have seen him run that back. I don't know as to why he hasn't run that back. Now, this, this man of bloke, three and nine, you know, he was someone who's fought on the World Boxing Super Series, where, for anyone who doesn't know, it's it's amateur boxing without headguards. So, I know amateurs don't now, but that was different at the time. It was closer to heavyweight boxing. There were some real good, good fights in there. Sorry, professional boxing. Real good fights in there. So, I don't know what his how much record is. He could have more experience and, and shockers, but I feel like it's a bit of a backslide for me. What about you?
1: Yeah, I think and I just want to go over what you said there. I think um Adelaide this is a step back and I think if you want to improve as a fighter, especially seeing him struggle so early on, um you know, his his fifth fight there, mm. um he lost that fight. I actually think it was a bigger robbery than the uh, than the Charlo Castano fight. Obviously, not in the sense of scale. Yeah, um, of course. Because obviously, yeah. we're not fighting for titles. But um, yeah, I, I actually thought he, he lost the fight. Was was extremely lucky. I think it's different when you're on home turf, isn't it? You do get that. You know, you do get that advantage. Absolutely thankfully. shouldn't. Yeah, I think I think if you are if you line, you you're absolutely buzzing that you did though. Yeah. Um, I think he lost the fight. Yes, did he sort of come back? <laughs> When I say comeback, he just threw more punches. Yeah. You know, he, he threw some more power punches and landed a little bit more. And yes, the jab came into it, but it was too little, too late. Um, not throwing the jab, just going for that for that big right is absolutely crazy. So he lost the fight. Will he beat Manev? Probably. Yeah. Um, is Manev a step down? Yes. Yeah. Will he learn anything from it? Probably not which isn't going to serve him well at this point in his career. You need to be slowly testing yourself um, and not already having these tune-up, confidence-builder fights. He should be rolling through these fights. He's got the potential. He's a very big guy. However, back to the drawing board, work on the jab, get some more combinations in there.
0: That's what I'm looking for. I want to see fundamentals. If he comes out and he's doing the same, throwing those big right hands off the back foot, I'll be a little bit disappointed. And you know what? Styles make fights. He could come out and he could do that and everyone could land and, you know, he could smash this bloke to pieces. I want to see him improve. And I don't, I'm not saying that I want him to become some robotic, you know, Klitschko clone, left right hand grab. And don't get me wrong, I'm a huge Klitschko fan. But you can't just cock your right hand and wait, throw it, wait, throw it, wait, throw it, you know. So I want to see improvements. I think it is a step back and I think th- there must be a reason for it. I would have liked to have seen him gone back and done the rematch. It must be something that's happened in the GMO conversation they've had and they've gone, look, you need to do this, work on this, and then maybe build yeah. back up to him or something. But he doesn't scream about a champion, does
1: it? No. Uh, in, in fairness to him, this is one of the times where I'll probably uh, defend his camp here. It's dangerous, I think, having the rematch because he's so early on in his career here. And he obviously struggled against a fighter who they thought, oh, you know, it'll be another you know, easy win, another mm-hmm. another win on the record. Um, if he loses, arguably, you know, he lost the first time in my, in my opinion. If he loses the second time, where does that put him? Yeah, it's a massive, massive setback. So I, it makes sense that they've, I suppose, they are doing this confidence builder. Um, however, yeah, I'm, I'm not completely sold on him to no. be honest. Well.
0: Keeping it in the heavyweight family, mentioned him earlier. Big Mexican Joe, the juggernaut.
1: Yep, your best friend, I believe. My best
0: friend. Yeah. Long time talking back and forth.
1: Three years, honestly, they've been going back and forth on Instagram. Uh, I am starting to get a little bit worried, to be honest with you. (laughs) Um, You know, get get on the get on the podcast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, good good guy, good guy. Um, What do you think? What do you think? You know, Tackham is. A big old strong war horse and he's yeah. a big name
1: old is the is the word isn't it <laughs> i'm joking uh, i mean he is 40 years old that is a factor we do have to talk about that yeah Um, you know definitely at the wrong end of his career now yeah uh, i think that he especially for the last few fights and i suppose for the uk fighters is sort of becoming a gatekeeper yeah. to those those bigger fights obviously we saw him um, fight AJ he fought really well against AJ you yeah. like you said Styles made fights and he was just the wrong star for AJ
0: mm-hmm.
1: obviously you know he's fought some really big names you know you got perfection in there um, he's fought Chisora yeah obviously oh, got Spark's yeah, out by Chisora uh, Parker although he was Parker beating well. Chisora he was yeah. well
0: up on the cards until he got knocked out versus Chisora heavyweight boxing though heavyweight boxing um
1: Again, I'm suppose i I'm not massively, massively confident that Joyce is going to go in there and smash him to pieces. No. I just feel like, in this fight, Joyce can... I think he's the more technical boxer. Um, yeah. you know, he's, he's the younger boxer. Marginally, though, he's 35 himself. Yeah. Five years, though. Yeah. Five-year difference. And 35, There's a, I think there's still a big difference between 35 and 40. He was late to professional boxing as well, so... Yeah.
0: You know, age in the ring does have does have a factor, but still worth worth shouting out.
1: Yeah, um, I think he's got one of the better jabs in in heavyweight boxing. Um, yeah, we were talking about he's not the fastest fighter in the world, but he doesn't want to be. That's not his style. It's all about timing those jabs and landing those blows, and he does that so well. Um, Tackham as well likes to get inside. He's a, he's a bit of a scrapper. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see Joyce winning this, yeah. and I, and, I, and I think again. You know, metaphorically speaking, this is a gatekeeper fight. Yeah. I know the Dubois fight was you know similar, but I think this is the the next step up uh, into international heavyweight boxing for him now. Yeah,
0: I think if you look at Joyce, if you look through his record, because he you know after he, he was robbed in the Olympics versus Yoka, he came into professional boxing quite late because he did stay on uh, on amateur for the Olympics. He's literally fought the best people he could fight. His record, if you actually look through the names that he's got in it, I mean, he was fighting and beating former champions like Stiverne not long after they fought Wilder. You know, he's beaten some really good names on his record. And I think, like you said, because he, he looks slow, people kind of underestimate him. And it's interesting because when you watch him, he does seem slow. All of his punches as well. It's almost like a caput capoeira style. It's very spinny hooks, but they seem to land. It seems like people see them coming, but they still hit people. Yeah, and they hit people. Yeah, they stay hit with them. And if you look at the du- Dubois fight, there was huge portions of that fight where Dubois looked the more technical boxer. He was landing like these nice hard combinations. And Joyce was just like Pac Man, like nom nom nom, eating them yeah, up, jabbing him coming him. forward. He broke his eye with a jab.
1: Yeah, yeah. He literally smushed his eye to death with a jab. Yeah. Um, and if it, and and the thing is, he's so good at keeping it simple. Yeah. And um, even you know again, harking back to the Dubois fight, when it wasn't jabs, it was it was one twos, but he was landing them. He was landing, um, you know, those combinations, and. He knew he was targeting the eye. Yeah. He could see the eye swelling up. He said that Absolutely. in post fight, he said I could see the eye swelling up, it was shutting, I knew he couldn't see. Yeah. Um and unfortunately for Dubois it it quoting him here, he saw stars, couldn't continue. Yeah. Fair enough, if you if your orbital goes, that's probably the end of the fight. Yeah. Um Takum, I think is made of harder stuff. I think yeah. he's been around the block. Oh yeah. I don't think he's the sort of fighter that necessarily stops for those injuries which no. isn't the best, but um, you know, he was fighting with a you know a, a really bad injury against AJ. It He yeah. was a you know an eye injury above the eye, couldn't see. There was a big head clash between yeah. both of them early on. Yeah, and it it spurred him on. It was a really really close fight, and yeah. then AJ really struggled with him. So uh, it could be an absolute scrap. Um, don't be surprised if it goes the full distance and it and it goes to goes to the judges. Yeah. Um, you know that's probably what I would predict. To be honest.
0: I think most people will. I'm gonna be a little bit, I would. not want say controversial, but I could see Joey stopping him. Yeah. I think, and this isn't going off, I think Takam's got a much better chin than people realise. Yeah. I think people yeah. underestimate his chin because of how dramatic the knockout was versus uh, Chisora, but that can happen to anyone. Especially when they're fighting versus, probably an underrated puncher in Chisora. But, I just think his come forward yeah. pressure and Joyce says, I'm going to take everything and I'm going to wing these big, almost like uh, George Foreman hooks into you. Yeah. I think he's going to drain him and drain him and drain him. And I don't think it's going to be like a hit and he's knocked out. I could almost see a ref stoppage from he's taking such a beating, you know, might be a bit caught. Yeah. And then the ref just goes, nah, nah no more. You're taking such of a, of a wallop in here.
1: I think you've got to sit on the fence, haven't you? Because you, you you've got your best friend's friendship's on the line. <laughs> you don't want John listening to this, thinking, you know, my boy's not got my back. Uh, he's a big fan of the podcast, uh, <laughs> so yeah, uh, we want Joyce to win. He's, he's the, he's the, you know, he's the British fighter. Yeah, um, I think his story is really inspirational. Started a little bit later into into yeah. professional career, obviously. And um, he's only twelve and 0, which for someone who's thirty five, and, and I'm not dissing him here. that's... No a young man's record
0: it is it is and you know what I think you touched on it before as well he's probably his most underrated trait he's so cerebral if you see conversations with him he got a bit of stick early on because people were saying he was a bit dull he's a really smart guy a really smart guy yeah. and I think that that translates to fight IQ and he does target and tactic and adjust based on on what he sees and that's rare. And again, we talked about his age, 35, like you said, a bit late to the sport. If you were to put his best traits out there, you'd probably say his power,
1: yeah.
0: is stamina, and probably his chin. Yeah, and big chin. though people's chin can go with age, power is the last thing you go. You get people, war horses that just go on. It's not like when David Hay hit 31, 32, 33, and he was a reflex fighter. And those split second times were the difference that took him from being one of the elite in the world to just rapidly dropping down. This is a guy who he's built that he could go in, he literally could fight into his 40s and be a contender into his 40s.
1: Yeah, 100% agreed. Um, Hopefully, Joyce wins the fight. We'll be rooting for
0: you. Yeah, (laughs) come on, big Joe. Let's move forward. So, we're going to hit into the daily Dosser. He's a a That's you a bunch of So, I've got a few little uh, tidbits, a few bit of news to talk about this week. The first bit for me that I think everyone should be shouting out about is the Olympics. Now, there's a bit of controversy in the, a bit of nerves maybe, in that the Olympic Committee is still saying we can't rule out a last minute cancellation. Yeah. And for anyone who doesn't know when you not apply for the Olympics, but you try and get into the Olympics for boxing, you got to go through various tournaments to get into it. And because of COVID, there was a handful, maybe one fighter that qualified and then all of the others had to wait and they had to kind of change it. And rather than having all these big tournaments, they just had one tournament. If you win, you're in the Olympics. And we've done really, really well. There's some interesting names. I'm going to read through uh, a few of them for you guys, just so you can see. Um, So, the first one to kind of shout out for me is Galal Yafai. Now, you'll recognize the name Yafai because he has two brothers who are professionals, world content, contenders, former world champions, uh, Kali Yafai and Gamal Yafai. They are both very similar fighters, they've got that kind of Inglewood, semi-Prince sort of Kell ish counter-punch, you know, nice combinations, a little bit like Errol Spence, they don't have headguards now in the Olympics again, second time that they're going to do that, that's exciting for me, I feel that if he fights anything like his brothers, that style's going to translate and he really could be one to watch out, to go in there and, and to take a title, I've heard great things about Peter McGrail and uh, Luke McCormack and Pat McCormack, uh, two brothers going in there, welterweight, lightweight. Uh, lightweight. Ben Whitaker as well. I've heard good things about him. Um, the one for me to really shout out about, not to miss out, Cheven um, Clark in heavyweight, but he's big Fraser Clark. If you guys don't know about this uh, this guy, he is a little bit long in the tooth. He had the opportunity to get into the London Olympics, but missed out um, as a young lad called Anthony Joshua got in there instead. Not sure about him, but uh, Fraser missed out. And then uh, the next Olympics, unfortunately, he missed out again because there was another fighter, um, a guy that we've actually just spoke about, Joe Joyce, who got in. So we had that decision then, do our GoPro... Or do I hold out and stand out for the amateurs for the Olympics? And he decided to to hold out. And with COVID happening as well, taking it a year later, you know, it, it was a big call that he made. But let's not get this wrong. Fraser Clark, as well as doing really well on the amateur scene, has been one of the main sparring partners for AJ since AJ went professional. He's helped him in big camps like the... Klitschko camp if there's anyone going into the heavyweight boxing olympics no he- uh, no head guards sorry super heavyweight no head guards that has got better professional boxing experience than Fraser Clark I'll be shocked now don't get me wrong don't forget they changed it recently so professionals can apply no doubt there's going to be you know random African nations who pay fringe contenders to, to come in and, and fight. Although to be fair, last time any of the professionals who came into it did horrendously. Some of them actually got knocked out by people that we hadn't even heard of before. Um, but I'm really excited to watch Fraser Clark. He is my tip going into the Olympics to, to medal and even to take home that, that gold medal. Uh, the next one, uh, there's quite a few women that have, have qualified but the other one to shout out, another name that we've uh, we've said today, Dubois. Yeah. So Daniel Dubois' sister, Caroline Dubois, coming into the Olympics, she's got a great record as as well. You know, she's had a bit of time out, come back. She might not have got into this, but because of that extra year, because of the delay, she's looking really strong. And again, is is another another tip of mine to to do well. i um, really looking forward to her. My other Other news, my other last sort of uh, shout out is obviously we've had the announcement AJ versus Usyk. Come on, yes! One of the bits that I'm actually most excited about for this is the fact that it's in Tottenham's ground. One of the big things when Tottenham were like buying this big ground, they're showing these videos with all the lights going and the music and they've designed it to be this bowl to make an atmosphere. If they can get 80,000 people in that stadium, imagine singing Sweet Caroline with all them (laughs) lights going. Is,
1: I mean, is AJ going to bottle it? I mean, it is literally the home of the bottlers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They've moved out of Wembley. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: I mean, um, yeah, absolutely massive. I think the stadium's going to be electric. It is arguably the most modern and advanced stadium in the world currently and they spent something crazy like a billion on it Um, so it should be um, but in fairness no I think it's an amazing venue I I fight in Britain again we want more of these fights in Britain we want more of these big fights in Britain I'd love to see Fury Wilder in Britain we want AJ Fury in Britain but let's be happy we have got this one uh, on uh, on our home turf
0: yeah not the fight we asked for again but exciting we'll Talk about it as the fight gets closer. I don't want to steal away my my nerves and tell you all now where I am with that fight. Um, but I'm flagging the uh, the, the Daily Dossier tied into that still as Bob Arum for the fact that he overlooked the conversations that were supposed to happen with Wilder because as much as I'm looking forward to that fight, we all wanted
1: AJ versus Fury. So, the Dosser of the Week is Bob Arum? Bob Arum. I'm you God wear God. the crown as Dosser of the Week, you big stiff idiot. <laughs> so, moving on to the final segment, guys. And again, uh, it's a new one that we brought in Mystic Map. Going one, one, 1 million. Definitely not going 1 million. And I'll give you 2 to 1 each week we're going to be giving our predictions for the upcoming fights and um, we want you guys to make some big money we want to make big money and um, so we're going to be looking at the fights that we've actually spoke about it'll be me this week i'll put my neck on the line um, and we'll go through each fight and i'll give you my predictions what round and who's going to be the winner so i suppose we'll start we'll go f- we'll start with adelaide david adelaide probably because he's been the most at least, Probably the most underwhelming fighter Mm -hmm. on the card, no (laughs) offence. It's got to be Adelaide. Um, You know, as poor as he was in his last fight, he's still undefeated. He's not Mm -hmm. tasted defeat yet. Manev, on paper, you know, regardless of where he's fought before, he's got a professional record of three wins and and nine losses. He's got a bit of a habit of losing. Um, I would expect this one to be over. I'm gonna go for fourth round TKO. I think Adelais will, uh, will be too much room. The power will, will, will be too much. Um, it is a step down. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not gonna face. He's probably you know he's not gonna face the same pressure that he fought that he had in the last fight. So I'm gonna go fourth round TKO. Head it first. Yep. Yeah. Moving on, we've got Garcia versus um, Wallish. And um, now, as far as who I think is gonna win this, I think Gassi is gonna win this convincingly. Again, I think it will be another stoppage. Mm-hmm i think the difficult thing is when i genuinely would not be surprised if he goes in there and gets this over in in a, in a round yeah mm-hmm. uh, controversial doesn't always <laughs> happen i think he really has got it in him however i'm gonna be more realistic i think he stops him in the second round okay I think he takes him in the second round so that's my prediction really? could, be, could be massively massively <laughs> wrong there i think he'll i think he'll um, piece him up in the first and finish him in the second that's my prediction what we're saying left to the bonnie yeah, it's got to be. It's got that or an uppercut. Right. I think. Yeah, yeah. Shots to the body or, or or an uppercut. Um, I'd love to see. I'd love to see those shots. You know, to the body and that yeah. delay kind of knock out <laughs> yeah. the best ones. Um, Joyce versus Takam. Uh, this is the this is the the, the big fight next week. Big fight, massive step. Well, you know, I'd step up, step in the right direction for Joyce, and uh, you know, probably one of Takam's. I'd say last big fights I think he has been kind of going down in quality he is actually on a four fight win streak Mm -hmm. Um, however he's not been fighting the likes of Chisora Parkers and Joyce I think he's just been trying to probably pad his record and and get his confidence back Mm -hmm. I think Joyce wins this fight I'm going to be cautious with this one Mm -hmm. I know you said knockout my official prediction is it will go to it will go to the judges Mm -hmm. Joyce will win unanimous decision on the cards Yeah, I think it will be technically too much for Takam mm-hmm. um, I think Takam is a little bit too too long in the tooth now, mm-hmm. I think we've seen his best days um, and I think Joyce is going to be buoyed on because he knows yeah, this dude's the gatekeeper, if I take him now I'm in the conversation for, for the big big fights now, um, so he's, he's one fight away, I'm saying unanimous decision
0: So you heard it uh, first guys Adelaide Middle stoppage. Yeah. Gassiev. Early stoppage. Second round. Joyce. Points. Yeah. Get them bets on. Get them odds on.
1: So I think that's everything for us, guys. And um, make sure to follow us on all the socials. Obviously, we'll be uh, we'll be dropping uh, as well on all the relevant social medias. And um, you can catch the podcast obviously on all relevant platforms as well, guys. Um, we'd love to um, get some more interaction from you guys, we'd love to hear your bets or put your bets in uh, on, on Twitter, uh, who was your Dosser of the Week, maybe it was Tyson Fury We was spotted out and about in, in Vegas supposedly he had COVID <laughs> um, is it Wilder? Yeah, has he been a Dosser since the second fight? Probably um, but yeah, we'd love to hear you we can't wait to um, speak to you guys and can't wait to interact with you guys next week for the Joyce fight
0: What's love